0: This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, Episode 1107, I tell you, 1107. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter, and welcome. Now, today's show is a little bit different. Well, it's a lot different, to be honest with you. You know, when I started my other show, Job Search Radio, which is the number two show in Apple Music about job search, I started as a 30-minute interview show I haven't been doing those in a long time, but I decided I would do one here uh, and experiment with an occasionally different format. My guest is Amy Lyle, who's a former recruiter and corporate trainer, who wrote, and it is legitimately a, a Amazon bestseller, uh, bestseller, the Amy Binniger Chemist Lyle Book of Failures long title i have a link in the show notes she's a lot of fun to talk with and i'll just simply say listen to the show she and i have some fun take the 10 points out of it uh, that she uh, proposes we go into some more depth the interview is just under 30 minutes in length and i'll just simply say as i've said many times hang in there enjoy the ride take what you can from the show it is a nice one and with that, let's get going. Hi, this is Jeff Alpin, The Big Game Hunter, and welcome to another episode of Job Search TV. And I thought I would bring a guest on today. Uh, Amy Lyle has worked as a recruiter and corporate trainer for 15 years at one of the largest staffing firms in the world. I think that translates into her. She, she's a high-functioning dysfunctional. Uh, she lives outside yeah. of Atlanta. yes. She lives outside of Atlanta and has written a best-selling book titled, what do you hear this one? The Amy Binniger Kimis Lyle Book of Failures. If you look up Book of Failures on Amazon, you'll find it. Uh, And she shares all sorts of fails, including her own job interview mistakes. What's fun is she's turned that book into a spot on on an Atlanta morning show Atlanta and Company, been featured on NPR, writes for My Forsyth magazine, and has a movie in development, all as a result of this stupidly titled book. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about what not to do in an interview, or in other words, interview fails. How's yeah, that? Exactly. <laughs> Amy, well.
1: Hi, I am I am from Atlanta, but I'm visiting you from Nashville.
0: Ooh. Uh, do you have your country music twang going today?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, honey. Oh, yeah, darling.
0: How, How are you, darling?
1: <laughs> Last night I had a piece of cake. It was called, like, the Dolly Parton chocolate banana cake. I'm like, I oh, love Nashville.
0: <laughs> I'm afraid to ask what the cake looked like. It was
1: delicious. Um, uh, oddly, it was quite flat.
0: <laughs> very weird. Very weird. Um, anyway, you've got the top ten things that people screw up on interviews. So, yes. are you ready? I'm
1: ready. Should we start with number ten? Number
0: ten.
1: Number ten. Not having a professional, ninety nine point nine percent accurate. Resume. Tell them why, Jeff.
0: Uh, because when they go on the interview, they forget their lies. So <laughs> they wind up getting caught in the lie. How is that? However, however, however.
1: Number, nine,
0: number nine. Oh, we're at number is, nine already. Um,
1: we're, we're at number nine already. So number nine is not telling the truth during an interview. Ah. However, you don't want to tell too much truth. Like if you left because you were having an affair with the boss and you're in the middle of a lawsuit, you no, no, no. You don't say that during the interview, right?
0: I, I don't know. Do you, are you sure about that <laughs> one? Because that one could, could go lots of different ways.
1: Yeah, you might want to say that, you know, you were just, you know, lack of growth or you guys were moving in different directions, but not you're having an affair.
0: Right. Uh, and, and guys, that's true of you too.
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody say, it too, sometimes, you know, the truth is too much. Okay, number eight.
0: Number eight.
1: Okay, I messed up the numbers. Uh, dressing as if you were going to a club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or the beach, depending upon what part of the country you're in. Or the in. beach.
1: And you know what? My top today, I'm sorry, I'm in Nashville at a conference, is not, is not look, is not appropriate for a job interview. This this top is not appropriate for job interview. You need to not show your shoulders, your cleavage, your legs, your midriff, Is a, even unless you're interviewing for a club. You need to dress like an IBM or like you're going to a bank.
0: And guys, that's true of you too right <laughs> you, know, d- you know disco you know disco i' I'm, I'm gonna date this a little bit you know the disco thing with the shirt down to the middle of the chest with the chains
1: yeah
0: i, I still you know when i coach people it's amazing what people wear in, in these sessions and you know
1: i Sometimes they want to stand out, and so I tell the gentleman, "I'm like, let your experience stand out, but don't, please don't come in in a purple suit or even a purple tie. Really, like come in very conservatively, and um, and then maybe, maybe down the road you can bring in some of your personality. But most interviews, unless you're interviewing for a very artsy type company, want a very conservative look in their building. It's just
0: a fact." I remember years ago when, when I was still doing recruiting, and it was appropriate and stylish for a woman, particularly one who was blonde, to wear a gold suit. Uh, I remember getting the phone call from the managing director at this investment bank talking about the light bulb who, who had just interviewed at their office. <laughs> you know. and,
1: I, and it's um, if you don't know... Ask, especially if you're going through a recruiter, we'll help you with that. Like ask, you know, it's um, going more conservative is is better than not. No tattoo showing. If you have a tattoo, even on your foot, please put a bandaid on it. And maybe the company is okay with that, but you don't necessarily know that. No extensive, long, crazy fingernails. No excessive jewelry. Just, Just play it down. For the interview to see what happens, and then once you're in the company, then you can feel out and probably bring out more of your your uh, personality, but not in the interview. Keep it really tight and conservative.
0: Agreed. So, what number was that? Was that number eight or number seven?
1: Okay. Well, that was I messed up, but it's going to be number seven. So, um, number six. Number six. Number six. Not asking for what you're worth.
0: Ah, the old leaving money on the table trick.
1: Hey, so do your research. See what other are going for in that, you, you know, your area of expertise. And don't be scared to ask for it.
0: Conversely, sometimes people shoot for the moon. and they're not Yes, worried. that
1: was my other point was you cannot ask for money based on your debt, your housing, mortgage, or your children. It's it's. They don't care if you have seven children. That's not a concern. Money is based on your experience and what value you bring to the company. So you cannot bring in any of your personal business. Now you can say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I misunderstood. This salary is, is not even above what I'm making now. I wouldn't make a move for that. But you can't bring in your own bills and expenses.
0: The only place where I, I've always told people it can get brought in, is if you like, I'll use the example of the New York area. If you work in New York City, someone is paying to commute to New York, paying New York City and New York State taxes. And if they're going to work closer to home, and not have that commute, or mm-hmm. they're going to have the two-hour drive to get to work, like one person I was speaking to this morning. You bring those variables in. But like Amy said, you don't bring in the ones about, but I need the money. You know, no one cares.
1: Yeah, all those are considered. You can ask questions. Does your firm pay for parking? That, that's a valid question. That's not That doesn't really have anything to do with your financial. You're just asking what the perks are of the company. Do you have paid parking? Is there dry cleaning in the building? I mean, you know, is there all kinds of things? So you can ask that and then you can take into consideration is the money enough because you did used to have free parking in your old building and now you're not going to have free parking. So you would have to, to weigh that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but bringing in your personal business is a no, no, no.
0: Or the cost of benefits. That's another classic example.
1: Absol- oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, have not- the re- you, you should inquire about that.
0: Yeah, if you're not paying for benefits now, and only you're going to spend $1,500 a month for, you, for insuring yourself and your family. <clears throat> got to work that into the equation. So what's number five?
1: Number five, speaking negatively about any past companies or past employers or um, co-workers.
0: So how do you talk about why you're looking for a job? My boss is an idiot. He never listens to anything that I say. How do you explain that one?
1: I'm the smartest one there. Yeah, you... um, Try to tell the truth in a delicate way if you're boss and you really don't get along and I would keep it to job duties that the job company are more interesting that this position isn't available at your current company. You know, somebody has been there for 20 years, but I would keep it very short and make sure you have a reason of why you do want to make a move other than you don't like your boss.
0: Yeah, not liking someone is what I call an immature answer. Talking about yeah. things that you want to improve over what you have currently, and we're mm-hmm. saying, and we're not saying, you know, I want to improve on my boss. You know, my boss currently is an idiot. You don't seem that right. Eh. So, and we're we're doing this in a fun kind of way today, folks. Uh, I'll, I'll just simply say, I'm, I I know you're getting the message on this one. <laughs>
1: And then for everyone we always have an opposite. You don't wanna talk you you want to say positive things about your past employer, but you don't wanna go overboard. That you 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 wanna have a delicate balance of your relationship. It it needs to mean to be very, very professional of your relationship with your boss and your relationship with the people there and you can keep it very I enjoy the people. I um, am looking for this type of growth, uh, you know, or whatever. This, your location is, is, like you said earlier, 10 miles closer to my house. You know, whatever. You can, you can just bring up the perks of why you, the new company would be a better fit for you without throwing anyone under the bus or making a big fuss about the last company.
0: Because the truth of the matter is when you throw them under the bus, you are throw yourself under there with them
1: yeah and we know that you're gonna we know that you're going to um throw me under the bus later yeah we know that okay number four social media junk
0: ah i think you need to explain that one
1: Amy. yeah social media junk so if you party hard Yeah, you need to take your social media down while you're interviewing because Mm -hmm. you can say all day long that an employer does not have the right to view my Facebook page, but the truth is they don't have to disclose they're looking at your Facebook page, but they will look at your Facebook page. And if you're on there partying or doing stuff inappropriate or have a lot of bad language... It's not going to think put yourself in the position of the of the boss. If you had somebody who, you know, kind of flies under the radar and you have someone that has a lot of obscenities or a lot of drinking and all that stuff on there and they and you're right. They have no business in your personal life if that's on the weekend, but the truth is it does convey a certain message if you have a lot of partying or inappropriate things or sexist things Uh, racist things, anything like that on your Your You shouldn't have that stuff on your Facebook anyway, but don't have any of that on your social media.
0: And I'm going to add one more that we tend to forget about these days, particularly on Facebook politics, folks, you know, half the country's on one side, half the country's on the other. Do you want to lose an opportunity to really step up in class because you said something that offends the person you'd be working for because the two of you disagree. Once you're on board, the likelihood that you're going to talk politics is next to non-existent. After all, I think you have the sophistication to say, it's probably not a good idea if we talk politics at work. Let's just keep you,
1: you may even want to suspend, suspend your account. Your accounts while you're looking for a job. If you have, if, if there's anything questionable on there, you may just want to suspend your account and not, and just and just not have it available for public view while you're while you're looking.
0: Yeah, you can make them private and, and yeah, and just mm-hmm. have it visible to, to people your you're actually connected with.
1: Right, you may want to do that, and then you can turn off that setting as soon as you're done or whatever. But you may want to do that while you're doing job search. Okay, so I'm going to do a. Um, that was number four. I'm going to do a three and a half before we do the three.
0: Ooh.
1: Jeff, you, you were, okay. So this is three and a half. <laughs> three
0: and a half.
1: Three and a half. Speak to a recruiter on the phone or in person even more respectfully than you would a hiring manager because we are the hiring manager. We are in between you and hundreds of. Positions at any given moment, we could. I mean, most staffing services work with hundreds of clients, and so sometimes people come in; they're not just appropriately, or they say something inappropriate, or too personal, or whatever. And they're like, "Well, I would never say that in a real interview." You are in a real interview with a recruiter because we are the gateholder between you and the hiring manager, and we're putting. Think of it this way: we're putting our name and reputation on you, and we're not going to do that. for just
0: anyone and and folks I know this one's a tough one to hear because everyone I mean everyone hates third-party recruiters job hunters hate them employers would prefer not to hire using them it's a necessary evil Mm -hmm. and let's be smart about it folks you may not like them it's business it's not personal most of the things you hate them for are, are things that they're telling you because their client has told them to say this. Right. <laughs> well, they're the messenger for the client.
1: So. And listen, we make you feel comfortable because we talk to thousands of people. I mean, Jeff and I have spoken to thousands of people, done thousands of interviews and had you know all kinds of clients. And so let me just give you a tip. When someone is putting you at ease, just so you know there's a reason for that. And so the same thing can happen with us and the same thing could happen with the hiring manager. Do not mistake putting you at at ease for, oh, I can, I can, I don't have to be professional or I can be, I can be myself or I can be loose or I could say a cuss word or I could talk about my family. No, know that that is a strategy of ours and a strategy of the hiring managers. We want to put you at ease, but you need to maintain a professional demeanor at all times, regardless of what the hiring manager does.
0: Can can I add a three and a quarter?
1: Yes, three and a
0: quarter. Three and a quarter. (laughs) Every question about compensation that you are asked is part of the negotiation. It doesn't start at the very end when they're ready to make you the offer. It starts when they're asking you, "So, how much are you earning now? And how much are you looking for? What would you say the rock bottom base salary is exclusive of bonus that you find acceptable to join our firm? And you don't really know anything about the job, the hiring manager, the people you'd be working with. They're negotiating already. And you're right. not. and don't
1: and don't lie. Like we will ask you for your W two. We if yeah. you if you say you're making a certain amount of money, we're gonna ask you to prove it. And so don't distort and lie and say, Oh, well the bonus didn't hit till the next year. Okay. Let me see where it hit. I want to see because that's, that's lying. If you are taking a big jump because it's it's a big jump in responsibility, again, like we talked about early, justify the jump because it is a lot more res- responsibility. Or maybe you've been at a company for 20 years, and so you haven't gotten the normal raises if you had moved around every four or five years, and so you're a little bit behind in your salary. That could also cause a big jump. Or like Jeff said earlier, if you're going from Atlanta, the housing market um, and the taxes are, are a lot. We have all we all have free parking, so unless you're down downtown. And so, if, but if you move to Manhattan or LA, you better believe that you're going to need a big jump for the for the cost of living. Absolutely. Okay, number. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: That's number three. Number
1: three. Not researching the company.
0: Ah, uh, and what sort of research should they do? What what form should it take?
1: I mean minimum you should be sniffing around on LinkedIn doing a search see who works there what's going on and going to their website have they made any acquisitions lately what are they known for where are their other locations you should know probably their stock price I would write that down you should know some things about the company and a lot of times they post things like um, maybe they were awarded something for being a uh, you know a great employer in the city or um, or maybe not Maybe there's stuff out that they were ding for something. And so you are going to be spending a lot of your life at this company, so you want to know, are there a bunch of lawsuits against the company? Obviously, I'm probably not going to bring that up in an interview, but you want to be aware. Or are they really well-known for treating their employees like gold? So things like that can butter up a hiring manager that you came in knowledgeable about the company and the growth and um, – you know, all that stuff. So research the company, but don't research it too much. So if you're stalking the guy that you're interviewing with and you know that he has, you know, an ex-wife and two kids and they ski in Vermont, that's too much. So don't, you can look that up, but don't talk about that in the interview, like, yeah, I'm surfing your Facebook page. That's uh, too much, too much, Jeff.
0: (laughs) And I'll also say, folks, look at their LinkedIn profile. Get a sense of what their background is, how long they've been at the firm. What brought you here? You know, I see you've been here for about four and a half years. What keeps you here? What do you enjoy about working for the firm? Those are valid questions that you deduce from looking at their LinkedIn profile. Now, the one place I'm going to disagree with you about, if they mention the skiing in Vermont thing on their Facebook page, (laughs) and you happen to ski? You You can work it in. You can work that in.
1: you can work it in. And I I agree, anything that you put on LinkedIn is like a resume. So I feel it's free game. So if you saw on the hiring Manager's LinkedIn page that they, 10 years ago, worked a comp- at a company you worked at, I would bring it up. Like, oh, yeah, I looked at your LinkedIn profile, and I saw that you used to work for IBM. And, you know, out of college, um, I worked for IBM. That's appropriate because that's almost like a resume uh, versus pulling out something that's on their personal page. But if you do ski, like Jeff said, maybe work it in, but don't mention that you were stalking them on Facebook. That's
0: a right. so embarrassing. It's the data, <laughs> not the place that it's okay to make.
1: Right.
0: So here we are. <laughs> we're getting close to the top items. Number two! Number two. Two, two! Answering
1: the what is your weakness question with something... I sometimes obese.
0: work too hard.
1: I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, we're, that's what we're thinking, and that's what the hiring manager is thinking, too. Do not say that. Take a real weakness. For example, let's say you're a little bit of a procrastinator and talk about how you have grown in that area. You know, in college, I was a little bit of a procrastinator, and it caught up with me. And so now I really live by a schedule I put on my calendar or whatever. Whatever your weakness is, um, bring it up. Be honest about it. Or it might be like, my weakness personally is numbers, even though I have to work with numbers a lot because I was a sales manager. Um, I really had to study it. But really, 90% of my job has nothing to do with numbers other than negotiating um, salaries and fees. And so I picked a career. You know, I, I don't want to be an accountant. So I, you know, I just kind of avoid my weakness.
0: Folks, if you take a look on YouTube, you'll see I've got a video that deals with how to answer the weaknesses question. Uh, and I think it's just simply titled, And What Are Your your Greatest Weaknesses? I take a slightly different approach to Amy, but it's geared more toward people who are in professional careers rather than administrative or stuff like that. Amy's answer is spot on for people who are in staff-level roles. I've got a different take on it for uh, more senior people. So take a look for that video. But here we are, the number one.
1: Number one! So obvious, but often not respected. Number one, arriving late to the interview. Ooh. No, never. And you know what's uh, a point five? Arriving too early to the interview because then yeah. you look like a freak. So you can't show up. You need to talk about when you say 10 to 15 minutes, that's it. That's yeah. it, early. And sit down quietly. Don't tester the the person that's between you and the hiring manager, whoever that is, his assistant or whatever, sit and just zip it. And then if you're early, go get a cup of coffee and go around the block and drink it in your car and do not step into that building until you know, about 15 minutes before you're supposed to be there.
0: And if by some chance you are late, because sometimes there's traffic, if you're in uh, areas where there are subways, sometimes there are delays, you can't pretend it didn't happen. I would listen. call
1: ahead. Yeah. I would call ahead if you have the. It's like the flat tire rule. If you have a flat tire, or your son or daughter starts projectile vomiting when you start to walk out <laughs> the door, that those are legitimate emergencies. Traffic, not a le- legitimate emergency, unless there's a traffic accident. And then in all three of those cases, I would call ahead, and I and I would just be very honest. Say hi. My interview is at ten. There is a traffic crash on the freeway i'm going to be late would you like me to come in late or would you like me to reschedule right. or my I, I have a flat tire i can send you a picture of the flat tire i'm going to be half an hour late would you like me to reschedule and that shows responsibility because life life comes up but coming in sweating and oh my gosh oh my gosh i just traffic was so bad it, it's it's it screams that you're not prepared Right. And, and that's how you're going to be. You're not going to be prepared for the job.
0: I had a client who, for years, would tell me about each instance where someone came in and didn't acknowledge the lateness. And he knew that person would never get hired because he'd kill it right then and there. So don't pretend like it hasn't happened. Even if it's five minutes, acknowledge it apologies, I got here a little bit late, offer one minute of excuse, uh, you know, a few seconds of ex- uh, explanation for it, I'll let it go, because they know.
1: I, I have been late to an interview before, I had one blue shoe on, and one black shoe on, and I did not realize that until I pulled out of my neighborhood, and so I literally zipped that that's shame on me for not giving myself some margin. I zipped back around and I did tell him that. I was I was like two minutes late and I said, I want to tell you the reason why I was two minutes late because I had one blue she on and one black shoe on, <laughs> And I didn't want to show up for the interview like that. And I'm so sorry. And it really, you know, it made it okay. And you know, I'm never late, but I did, just like you said, I told the truth. I wanted to acknowledge, I realized I was supposed to be here at eight and it's 8.02 and I should have been here at, you know,
0: 7.50. Yeah. And folks, Lying doesn't work. I'm gonna, no. I'm, I'm gonna add that big one in there. Lying doesn't work. Don't uh,
1: lie about anything.
0: Because they will. Except back for
1: if ca- you had an affair, <laughs> or you know, sometimes we just see on resumes these giant gaps, and you know, somebody was in jail, or somebody was in, you know, something serious, or like drug rehab, or. You know, uh, an ill um, family member or something like that. You do you do not have to disclose that. Now you can't lie about it if it comes up on a criminal background check or they ask you flat out about your criminal record. But drug rehab or something like that, you don't have to disclose. You you can say something like, "I could afford a sabbatical," and I took sabbatical. Um, so be be careful disclosing everything about yourself. That's not really their their business.
0: Agreed. This has been fun.
1: Number,
0: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Number zero. <laughs> I hope it helps people because some people just don't know. And if you don't know, any recruiter that's worth their weight will will happily walk you through it. And if somebody, a recruiter or hiring manager gives you a tip, do not take it personally. Know that we want you to get a job. We want you to get a job. And we know the client inside and out. And we know what they're looking, make a suggestion. Look, you should dress a little bit more conservatively. Hey, your hair is all the way down to your bum. You might want to, you might want to put it in a more, more professional style when you go because they're insurance and they're, they're really, you know, really prim and proper. Your um, resume is on pink paper. They're not going to like that. You need to put it on white paper. This is a wonky font. Um, you know, whatever we tell you, it's because you have to remember we're getting paid on commission. We want you to get the job but we're here to help you be the best you and present, you know, your best shot of what the client is looking for as well.
0: Perfect. And a great way to to end up. Hey Amy, how can folks reach you if they have any questions or tell them about the book?
1: Oh, I love you Tom about the book. The book has um, a whole chapter of me um, getting fired and for all different reasons and, and and none for integrity issues, but, um, most of them like super funny things, but, um, but all kinds of things, you know, being married, being divorced, uh, a lot of, a lot of falling down. I'm very klutzy. A lot of falling down stories. One time I fell down at work, my whole suit rolled up, the whole upper floor was looking at me. It was, I hurt myself. Very embarrassing. But anyway, the book is, um, on Amazon. It's been a bestseller since it came out. And it's really fun. It's an essay style. And if you go on Amazon, it sits right next to David Sedaris and Tina Fey and Trevor Noah and Amy Poehler and Chelsea Handler. So it's, it's it's so thrilling to be there. And they can find it on Amazon. They can listen to it on audibles or an ebook. They can download it or they can buy a paperback. Oh, and if they want to contact me, if they have any fails, because I'm collecting fails and I have a work my new book has a work fail section. So if you're going to interview and bombing, I would love to hear about that. But, um, and they can contact me through www.amylile.me. And my Twitter is, uh, Amy Lyle and Instagram's author Amy Lyle.
0: Now, Lyle is spelled in multiple ways. Yours is L Y L E. Am I correct?
1: L Y L E. Yeah. And on the, on Amazon, they can look, they don't have to remember the whole title. They can just look up the book of failures. You know, it should come up Amy Lyle, one, the top one or two books.
0: Super. And folks, I'll be back soon with more advice to help you find work more quickly. I'm Jeff Alpin, The Big Game Hunter. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching with me, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash hunter Mention that you saw the interview. I love knowing that this stuff is helpful to people. And, <laughs> and once we get connected, message me. We'll set up a time to speak. I look forward to being of help to you. Hope you have a great day. Take care.
1: The Home Depot has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just $15.98. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot, how doers get more done. Continental U.S. only. While supplies last, valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more.